With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board with this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. Captain Footers crew, what is going on? Gerard and Jenna, we are back back and it's the playoffs baby as you know and the first round is coming down to the wire here Gerard and I cannot mm. wait to hear you talk some smack today <laughs> on well, some teams I don't know how much smack I'm gonna talk but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real like I always do you know let people know all right here's the deal that's why I love it, Gerard. You always keep it real, guys. And remember to stick with us in the betting segments because Gerard is picking winners out here. And believe me, you want to make this money, baby. And I have written proof on my phone that people are doing your bets and actually really winning. Here. And winning. Yeah, so, of course. Listen, I listen, we we we're, I'm serious right here. I said every week I guarantee you one winner. I'm, we're doing it. <laughs> That's right. That's what I like to hear. Let's jump into it here because we got to get into the matchups before we even get into the slate of games going on this week. So, and tonight, let's talk about the number one seeded Heat and the Hawks. Now, the Heat are up in this series 2-0, and it seems like the Hawks just can't seem to get their footing here. I mean, Trey Young is ice cold and not in a good way. Mm, Jenna, let me and ask you know, a that's my guy. <laughs> let, let, me, let, let, let me ask you a question. Why Trey complaining about fall calls, man? You know, what, 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 what's his deal? Why is he worried about, you know, saying he's getting fouled and, you know, he, 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 he ain't getting to do his little ice tray shiver because, thing. Because you he know? can't take the heat in the kennel, <laughs> baby. This is Miami heat. This is what we talk about, this bully ball, like, <laughs> atmosphere. And this is where they thrive. Like I always say, my famous line is their bread and butter. Jimmy Butler's balling out. He's not fighting Eric Spo anymore. I mean, it's good. It's good out here in these kennel streets. Look, Miami they're gonna they're gonna sweep Atlanta. I mean, maybe Atlanta gets a game. You call it a sweep? I, I just look, they guard too well. And look, I, I hate sounding like a broken record, but yo, like this squad is not fully all bought in behind Trey. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasons are. I mean, maybe I have they're my still theories. mad about that comment. That... I mean, you know, uh, listen, I have my theories. Point, but regardless of all that, just from a pure X's and O's standpoint. And the Hawks, they, they played well yesterday, but Trey not lighting it up from three, right? Finding that difficult. And Miami gets into, they get into you physically. And Trey's small, right? Like, it's hard. Not having Clint Capella is a problem for them, right? Yes. Kong was good, and I think he's going to be very good, but he's still a young player, right? And so now you're asking to play heavy playoff minutes and, you know, be the, be the man. 
it's difficult. Bogdanovich is good, but, you know, he's often hurt. You know, I love my guy, Kevin Herter. I just, this Hawks team, DeAndre Hunter is excellent. Look, they, we talked about this last year after they went to the conference finals, that this team could win a championship soon because they have all the pieces. But they didn't come out this year with the requisite energy, focus, whatever it is, mindset to, I mean, it's different because they didn't make the conference finals last year. And we'll talk about this team later. But look how the, the Grizzlies attack the regular season. I just, yep. you know, like the Hawks are a young team too. Why, why weren't they doing the same thing? So anyway, I just, I don't like what I'm seeing over there. Um, I don't think this is Nate McMillan's fault. I remember what Travis Schlenk did when he came out by midway through the season. Maybe I shouldn't have brought everybody back. Like, I mean, when your GM is wilding and saying stuff like that, like, ah, look, man, it's, it's all bad. I, I just, Jimmy, Bam, Kyle Lowry, I mean, Duncan Robinson in game one was like unconscious. Ooh. Like I just, Tyler Hero, uh, Gabe Vincent, Matt, Max Struess. Like the Heat just developed these dudes who contribute and contribute in positive ways. This is just a matchup that I just, it does not favor. It does not favor the Hawks at all. So yeah. No. Heat, Heat in four or five. Could you imagine the, and you know me, this is the kind of stuff that I love, but could you imagine the atmosphere, the playoff atmosphere down there now where like you got UD whispered in your ear as a rookie, like, what are you saying? Like, oh, just love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're Miami builds a culture of a culture of accountability. So everybody on that squad, they're not afraid to talk and call each other out when someone isn't doing their job, right? They, they, they foster and breed that. Um, we saw the sort of the downside of that when Jimmy and Spo kind of, but you know, I think those off the asterisks just to, just to get everybody fired up. Um, but it works because they, they're, they're already moved past that and they're locked in on the task at hand. Yeah, they stay winning. All right, let's talk about a series that is a little less unpredictable, and that is the exciting Celtics-Nets series. Now, we have game two tonight that we're recording this on the 20th, Tuesday, or Wednesday here, excuse me, used to Tuesdays. But, um, yeah, let's get into this because Boston is up one zip and KD had an uncharacteristically bad game for his standards mm-hmm. and Kyrie drops 39, throws the double bird to the Celtics <laughs> crowd. They're trolling each other. We know that's no secret, but the double bird was a little much, we'll say. But after the game, Steve Nash said, I don't care. And his reasoning, Kyrie dropped 39. So yep. what do you think is going to come back? Do you think they're going to come back and have a, a dominant game uh, so in game two? I think there's some interesting things to take from game one. Uh, one, the way the Celtics defended Kevin Durant, right? And um, without Robert Williams. And without Robert Williams. They face guarded him, right? And then – or, or they start, 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 start with Tatum on him, right? And then once he started to go down to his pin-down move, a big guy like Robert Williams or Al Horford would immediately get right into him, right, and, and bang him and not let him get and get get to his spots. What you're trying to do with a player like Kevin Durant is impede his progress and his movements, right? He wants to get to his spots in his little office, set up and kill you all day with his mid-range game, take you out to the three-point line do, and do his thing. Well, the Celtics are like, nah, we're not letting you do that. We're going to bump you every single time. We're going to put two on you, sometimes three if we have to, Right, just to make this uncomfortable. Now, he is going to have to be tighter with the ball, knowing those double teams are coming, right? And Nash is going to have to potentially use Kyrie or some other shooters 
to help screen him. So that way, the Celtics can't double because if you let Kyrie screen and he flares off, you can't let Kyrie one run wide open, right? Because that means that's a that's a that's a three. It's one of the great shooters in the NBA, right? Or Seth Curry. So they have to run some different stuff to get Kevin open. I do think the referees uh, will be aware of uh, Boston's physicality. Um, You know, the Nets definitely sent the tape into the league office being like, yo, what's up with these fouls? Why aren't you calling them? And I expect a tighter whistle on Grant Williams and some of these guys tonight. Um, So we'll see. I expect a bounce back game from Kevin Durant because that's what superstar players do. They rarely have two, four playoff games in a row. Yeah, especially him. So, you know, I expect them to come out ready to play. And he, it's not like he's going to just jack up 40 shots. It's more like he's just going to be have, have a different mindset about him. It's like, all right, I, I, I've got to be better in all aspects of the game. Uh, the Nets did some interesting things defensively, I thought, too, as well, um, that, that were helpful in this game. Look, this series, I think, is going seven games. Um, it's We talked about it when we, when we did our pre- playoff preview show last week. But I do think Brooklyn wins tonight. Um, you know, when do we have that poor Marcus Smart and or poor Jason Tatum game, right? I mean, they're not going to be excellent the entire time, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, are, when are they going to kind of have their, ooh, okay, it's one of those games for you. And as good as Al Horford was in game one, you know, is he as effective in game two? You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, Well, let's talk about the X factor here, Ben Simmons. He mm. has played zero games this season, and now they are apparently – the Nets, I say they, are apparently targeting a return for possibly game three, but doubtful, I'm I'm believing, and then game four. What mm-hmm. do you know? Spill the tea and don't <laughs> hold back. Tell us everything you know. So all I know is that he's done some four-on-four, five, more physical contact work this week, and it's looking – and he's coming through each period of contact fine, as in they're able to then go and have contact again uh, in his next workout. So all things being correct and equal, it's looking like he could potentially make his debut in game four, which would be Monday night at home in Brooklyn. Um, I think it's important for the Nets psychologically, if Simmons is going to come back in this series, that his first game be at home, right? They want the friendly confines. They want the crowd cheering. and They want that adrenaline and that all the positive vibes and feels you get off your home crowd. They're going to want that to be part of it, right? Starting on the road in a place like Boston, probably not ideal. Now, what can they expect from Simmons? With the team that has KD and Kyrie. See, when he was on Philly, he was expected to be the number two scorer on that team. You have MB and you have him. I mean, we don't need you to do that here. We 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 got two great scores. We don't need you to do that. Kick your feet up on the offensive end. We need you to rebound, play defense. Right, and the Nets have a problem. They are small on the perimeter. They bring when they bring in their bench guys, except for Kessler Edwards and Nicholas Claxton. Kessler Edwards is six ten, Claxton six seven, Claxton six ten. Everybody else they bring off the bench in their normal rotation, Jenna, is like six foot two and smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go up against the like Boston, it's got Tatum and Brown on the wings. Uh, that's not good, right? Like you need size, and the Nets don't have any. Right, Patty Mills and Seth Curry and Goran Dragic. It's like, yo, those are just small dudes who are going to get attacked repeatedly. If you bring on a guy like Simmons, well, now we're talking. Now we can, and he's not going to start. They're going to play him in limited minutes. But if he can play minutes with K, you got KD, Simmons, Claxton, right? Right there, you got 6'10, 7 foot, 7 foot, or 6'10, 6'10, 7 foot, depending on what, mm-hmm. if KD feels like calling himself 7 foot that day. 
right? <laughs> like th- that's that's excellent size now, right? Okay, you have two non-shooters, but your one non-shooter in Ben Simmons is a playmaker with the ball in his hands, right? He can get downhill, finish at the rim. If they collapse, he can kick out to an open shooter in the corner. So I think that he would do a lot for this team. But, you know, Nets fans, don't expect him to be a miracle worker, right? This ain't Jesus walking on water out here in these streets. He ain't going to come out all of a sudden, play 38 minutes, and chill. Like, Yeah, he might he, just get a few to right, you know get exactly. his feet wet, a few he, meaningful he, minutes. He hasn't played NBA basketball since last calendar year, 2021, in the playoffs. Okay? You, you, you don't go from inactivity to playing the most high-leverage, intense games. That's not how this works. Oh, man, you kill me. But uh, really quick, you said you think this is going seven games. I, I agree. I yeah, I, I agree. Do. I think, and I, 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 think I think Brooklyn wins tonight. I just feel like they come out. Um, I mean, they, as a squad, Kyrie and Katie are so, those guys are playoff veterans. They know they let one slip. They could have won game one, and they know they let that slip. So they're going to come out mm-hmm. with, I think, a little extra focus and intensity tonight. All right. Can't wait to see it very soon. All right. Let's move on and talk about the Bucks and the Bulls because mm-hmm. the Bucks are 1-0 and we're recording this on the 20th, like I said, and that game is tonight. What do you think is going to go down here? Look, I mean, the Bucks kept it. I mean, the Bulls kept it close in game one. They did. But they fought. Again, but Jenna, do we honestly see that like as a thing going? No. Look, the Bucks were kind of playing with their food a little bit, and they've been off for a whole week. I mean, okay, Grant, the Bulls been off for a whole week too. But I just, you know. But you lot- automatically go into this, in my opinion, knowing if you're the Bulls that you have to work a little bit harder. I mean, automatically, you're you're undermatched. I mean, yeah. They, so- got, they got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Like, I mean, <laughs> you you got problems. And Brooke Lopez is just so big. They're so big. Look. I expect uh, Milwaukee to win this game tonight, go up 2-0, um, and really end this series as quickly as possible because they want to have as much time rested as they yeah. can for their next round series. Uh, Milwaukee's a three seed, so that means they would face the winner of 2-7. And if Brooklyn and Boston is going seven like we all think it is, they want those dudes to be bloodied, bruised, exhausted. Burned out. Up, right? So they can come in and put the hammer on them in game one. So look for look for Milwaukee to make quick work of this series. Ooh, man, those Bulls! It was a good effort. All right, just, the in, the injuries just really messed them up this year. You know, yeah, it's it, it just because they 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 played excellent. It's just you know bad bad timing with the injuries. Yeah, for real. I mean, it is it's harsh, especially when Lonzo Ball went down too. Yeah, so I mean, that's when it started. Because you can match if you put Lonzo Caruso out on the look, that's that's problems for you can you can cause problems for Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and their ball handlers. So, you know. Yeah, I mean Caruso's been balling out, so good effort. All right. 76ers and the Raptors. The 76ers are up two and oh and this devastating uh, Scotty Barnes in- injury could not come at a worse time for them because really he is their saving grace at this point. Yeah, as a rookie, he's like a Swiss Army knife, Jenna. He can do just about everything on the floor. Uh, Nick Nurse said uh, just now before tonight's game that Barnes is progressing. He's not going to play tonight, but there's a possibility he plays in game four. I mean, look, at this stage, if they if they don't win tonight to make it 2-1, they go down 0-3. What's the point of bringing Scotty back for Game Four? I mean, you probably you ain't right. winning. You ain't winning four straight, right? You you have a Joel Embiid matchup problem. You cannot stop him. 
That's problem number one. Um, and so, you know, double, triple doesn't matter. He's making his free throws. He's passing out to open shooters. I, you know, I just, and they have no Matisse Thibault in this game, Philadelphia. But, you know, again, without Scotty Barnes, that's one extra weapon. Look, I, w- I was watching the game the other night. When you got to pass it out to Malachi Flynn late in the shot clock to make something happen. Yeah, that's not a recipe for success. Not a recipe for success. And it's it's it sounds oh, like I'm, it sounds like I'm like dissing Malachi Flynn. I'm not I'm really. It's it's more just no, like it's just it's just like these are the facts, right? It's like yeah. yo, like uh, and they have a size problem too. Fred VanVleet's small, right? It's just Pat and Pascal's played well, but like he has to do so much. Outmatched. OG OG had a OG had a good game too, but still not enough, right? I mean, they just don't. You said outmatched, and Tyrese Maxey, they have not found a way to stop that dude. So, uh, you know, it's 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 looking rough. I I did pick the Raptors on our betting show tonight because I'm like, all right, you know, it's it's a pick 'em game basically, minus one and a half for the 76ers, and you know, the Sixers do tend to like do stupid things and like get too complacent and comfortable. I could see them do it. I could see them screwing. I could see them screwing around and being a way tighter game. They want to be. And, and, and the, you know, the home crowd in Toronto, you know, really kind of gives them that final push over the edge. But this series is wrapping up quickly. You know, if the, if Barnes wasn't injured, I I thought this was going six or seven with the Raptors with a real chance of winning, but missing, missing these games, this is just bad luck for the Raptors. Yeah, couldn't agree more there. Damn, maybe you'll get him next time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about these Suns and the Pelicans because I would say get out the brooms, but Devin Booker went down with a what they're saying is mild hamstring injury in game two. Now the Pelicans took that game series is tied 1-1. I mean, hey, Chris Paul is doing amazing things in this series, but is it enough without Booker? I would say so, right? So it depends on what the hamstring injury is, right? Are we talking a, a hamstring tear? Are we talking about a strain? Are I we just heard about, mild. Oh, right, which means nothing. Like exactly. a, a mild hamstring injury means what? Exactly. What grade? Is, is it a it partial a, tear or full tear? Is it a is grade it a one, tear? grade two? What? What? Right. Yeah. And of course, they're not telling us. Look, be that as it may, the Suns are good enough and have played many games this season without Devin Booker and they have the yeah. league's number one record for a reason. They should still win this series without Devin Booker. They're going to have to be sharper and more attention attentive to details, but this team has proven they can do that. Again, they won 63 games this year. Best team in the league, right? There's a reason why. It's because they play to their strengths and they know they can execute in crunch time. They know their assignments on defense. Everybody plays hard. Uh, we need DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges is going to have to step up, okay? You're going to need Jay Crowder and Torrey Crick to start hitting threes from the outside. But I have I have no doubt in my mind that the Suns can still win this series in five games, maybe six, but they do want to kind of move this along because, again, they want to get rest, get time off, have Devin Booker if he's going to be out multiple games, and we don't know. Remember, James Harden tore his hamstrings last year in the playoffs, and we saw what he looked like coming back on one leg, right? So, yeah. You want to get as much time off to rest as needed. You don't have to rush him back. So they're prepared. And look, China, the reality of this is, is that, and I say this every year, and you know this, I say the margins are super thin in the playoffs, right? A day ago, we're like, man, sun's going to the finals, ba, 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 this and that. Hamstrings, now question marks, right? Yeah. This stuff turns on a dime. You twist an ankle, what, 
all of a sudden, all your great depth and all this stuff you have ain't looking so great no more, right? And now things are in question. So it's tough break for Phoenix. But again, I do think they're good enough to beat the Pelicans with the squad that they have. They have to be sharper, more attentive to detail. I agree. I agree. I mean, hopefully he comes back soon. Huge loss for them, and they've been surging. So we shall see. But let's move on and talk about another exciting series, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. It is tied 1-1. The pace of these games has been incredible. Jaw has been incredible. I mean, they even have a sideshow with Jaw's dad and Carl Anthony Towns' dad. So, I mean, what else more do you want in a small market, man? I mean, you can't beat this. <laughs> Jenna, you know, I was fortunate enough to be down in Memphis uh, for game two, uh, just being on the vibe, getting the vibe of the city. This city loves this team, Jenna, like in a way that, and you know, you know me, I'm not some like, oh, middle America, small, you know, I don't I'm buying any of that. <laughs> Americana bullshit. But I will say there is a way in which this team's market, the Memphis area, supports and 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 loves on this team more so than any other market. More so than Knicks fans hitting New Yorkers love the Knicks, just because it's just the sheer size. There are eight million people in New York City. Like Memphis yeah. has got what? I don't know, six hundred thousand maybe. Like it's just like you the vibe and the connection they feel and that grit and grind mentality of the city kind of like I'm using all the tropes that I hate, but all that blue collar, hard work, you know, crap and tropes that I hate using, but it's true, right? They, I was talking to an artist uh, over the weekend. I'm, you know, potentially doing a story on him. Look out for that on true. And, and he said to me, you know, we're a blue collar city, man. We grind this team grinds. Nothing good ever happens to us. And so, you know, when good things happen, we have to celebrate it, right? And you just, and it's not just him that said that. You just, you felt it like in the way he was talking, Jenna, like just how, how much this team means and everybody in the town is talking about them. It doesn't matter. Oh, My Uber know. Lyft drivers, uh, hotel concierge, it doesn't matter. Everybody is like, they just love it, man. They're, they're just big, big fans. And, you know, game one, they came out flat. The, the Grizzlies did. Um, they let Memphis kind of get up on that big run. And part of that, I think, was due to the fact that the Timberwolves came off of that emotional play-in victory. Grizzlies have been off for a week, kind of chilling, yeah. right? Minnesota beat them to all the 50-50 balls, all that jazz. Well, that was not the case uh, last night. Um, they were – and the grindhouse FedEx Forum was loud. Tatlow's, those towels were, were swirling. It was – Whoop that trick came on in in, uh, in the third. John Moran's daughter's out there dancing. The, and I'm like, oh my God. It was, it was, and as you mentioned, T Morant and Carl Anthony Towns Sr., a little friendly back and forth. He's like, oh, he's yeah, like, you want to get a little lead? You want to talk that talk? It's just a little all. all. Listen, the, it, this team just has a swag and a confidence about them, the Grizzlies, as does the Timberwolves. They play the same way. I was down uh, towards the visitor's tunnel towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So as the you know when they play, all I do is win, and the confetti comes out, and all that. Yeah, the Timberwolves are walking right, they're all walking by me, and Anthony Edwards walks right by me, and a Memphis Grizzly fan says something over the top I couldn't hear, but I hear Ant Man respond. He goes, "It's just one game, bro." And so the reality of it is, back to the basketball, it is just one game. The series is yeah. tied one one. Now Memphis has been the best team, the better team all season long. They're the number two team record wise in the NBA, number yeah. two, and they like that for a reason. When they play to their capabilities, they are excellent. And I do believe they will go into Memphis or into Minnesota, excuse me, 
This series will be 2-2, I believe, coming out. And then I think Memphis wins game five. And then they go on the road, take care of business in game six, wrap it up. Now, it could even be a situation where Memphis is like, you know, they kind of put the hammer down. Like, no, we're going to win this in five. Sure, anything's possible. But I'm going to give Minnesota some credit. And look, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have to play better. Um, Anthony Edwards, he's kind of trick-or-treat, right? He take, he said this after the game. I take bad shots every game. They just fell last game. They didn't fall this game. Next game, they might, right? D'Angelo Russell's had uh, some rough games, right? He's he's due for a night where he gets hot. But Desmond Bain is yeah. due for a night where he gets hot from three as well. So, you know, I think that, and I think also from an X's and O standpoint, Taylor Jenkins found something. He knows that he cannot have Steven Adams on the floor for extensive minutes against Carl Anthony Towns because he gets attacked in those situations. But when they go to that Jaron Jackson at the five, Brandon Clark at the four lineup, Dylan, Dylan Brooks at the three, I think you start seeing some things where it's like, ooh, we can switch. We can do different things here, right? And we feel comfortable with if Jaron is out on Carl or Brandon gets switched on him or whatever. So uh, uh, it's, this is an exciting series. Um, these two teams are fun. Pat Bev is like, do they hate him in Memphis. He oh got a tech in the first quarter. Jenna, those fans What was the place Patrick like when Beverly. he got the tech? Oh, they were roaring with approval. Like, they hate this. It's like, you know, when a player touches the ball and it's like, it's like they're just, they they don't like him, right? But Pat Bev is that kind of player, right? You hate him when he's your opponent, but love him when he's on your team, right? Mm -hmm. He he is the classic hate him, love him player, right? When he's yours, you're like, thank God. When he's not, you're like, oh, Jesus, Uh, right? It's going to be a lot tonight. Right? And so, but this this series is fun. Taylor Jenkins doing some cool things. Again, I'm excited. Looking forward to uh, game three later on this week. Same. I love that you got to see your guy, Triple grip, J. Trip, Trip, Trip had an excellent game too. Look, he started out, he had those two quick fouls. I was like, oh no, not tonight. But then bounced back. He had four of seven threes, block shots, rebounds. Like, look, when he's playing free, he's so talented. When he can be that guy next to Ja, mm-hmm. you can consistently say, okay, you're going to play excellent defense, get your blocks, rebounds, give us 20, 20 points a night, hit two, three threes a night. That I mean, that is... That's what gets this team to the next level. Let's go. Love it. Oh, remember when he was just a young, young uh, a, a young 19 year old <laughs> on our, our podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scroll through the archives to check it. Click every That's episode it. along the way. Um, <laughs> love to hear it. All right. Let's move on and talk about the Warriors and the Nuggets. The Warriors are up 2 0. And at this point, I don't know what is going to go down. Because Jordan Poole in the lineup now, it is just a recipe for domination at this point. That's the taste of what we got for the first time in the last game. Jenna, that Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson lineup. Yikes. Like what? Yikes. It's just the way they move off the ball and Draymond orchestrates everything with the handoffs. It's just too... And Jordan Poole shoots the ball so his release is so quick. Like, I, look, man, here's the thing. The Denver Nuggets do not have the lineup that can exploit that. So right. this is the Warriors' new version of death lineup. We're going small. We dare you to keep up with us, right, offensively. Okay. Well, the Nuggets clearly don't have players to do that. Again, I'm not trying to disrespect players, but, yo, Monty Morris and Will Barton and – Austin Rivers, yo. That, no, I mean, their two stars are on the bench right now, injured. So, I mean. And, 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 and to be fair, 
Murray and Porter Jr. ain't elite tenders. Okay, so let's not, right? But at least on the other end, Porter Jr. could punish you because he's 6'10", right? Like, you could at least, right. but Denver has nothing to punish them on the other end to make to, to make them change for going small. And they're really, right now, looking forward, there really is no team that can really, truly punish them on the other end when they decide to go small like that. Um, maybe Dallas, if they would end up playing Dallas, but that would mean that Dallas would be beating Phoenix, and that would be the conference finals matchup, which, you know, hey, it could happen because Dallas has got Luka, Dorian Finney-Smith, right? Bigger dudes who make it harder for, you know, those smaller guys to guard. But uh, Phoenix, when Booker's healthy, right, they can punch on the other end. I mean, the ideal team to take them out of this would be a healthy L.A. Clippers team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But that's not reality, right? That That's not because then you got yeah. two, six, seven, six, eight wings. It's like, OK, you go small. We're going to kill you on the other end, right? Mm-hmm. Like because Raymond can't guard everybody, right? So, you know, it, it, it I just and, you know, the talk right now is Nikola Jokic, not a worthy MVP, blah, 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 all this stuff. Look, for the last time, MVP is a regular season award. Going to say it again for those of you in the back. And NBA MVP is a regular season award. It's truth. This is a bad matchup for Denver, and you're realizing how bad this team is around Jokic. They have nothing. And again, yeah. I always say this, Jenna, in the regular season playoffs are two different things, right? Because in the playoffs, we know your tendencies – you don't get to play Houston, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Indiana, all these terrible no nights teams. off. No nights off. Every team you play is good. Well, <laughs> and we know all your tendencies, and Warriors are healthy now. Look, man, they're looking scary. And now with this injury to Phoenix that they we are. talked about, listen, and the, the, the Warriors never lost confidence. Steph and Draymond and their big three always thought, oh, we win in the title this year. And listen, uh, let's not overreact. It's early. It's two games. And I, I just said – at the top, margins are thin, right? Steph Curry gets hurt again. So who knows, right? You so, just never know either. Like, right. hey. You never know. But right now, they're looking excellent. Last note on the Warriors. I know you don't like this, like comparing players, anything. Mm-hmm. But this has been a huge topic, especially since Jordan Poole has been huge and surging. Mm-hmm. Do you see similarities in his game to Steph like everybody is seemingly making it well the, the shooting out to be the shooting for sure right like I mean he's not as I mean Steph's greatest shooter of all time so saying someone is not as good as Steph is that not saying they're bad Jordan Poole's elite he's just not yeah. as good as Steph right like but he has the range to shoot from you've seen it right yeah uh I would say Steph's playmaking is a bit better um then then uh actually a lot better than pools um but pool ain't no slouch and pool's got a decent handle man getting to the rack and finishing i mean listen they both move off the ball he think about it how did he learn the game jenna under the tutelage of steph curry right so i mean it's true of course What's it's he like, on a rookie deal it's yeah of course and by the way um anybody could have drafted jordan pool he was picked 28th so 2017 is going to could have had him just nice you know. spot to be in right now. Right. But the Warriors took him, incubated him. Right. He went out of the G League. Again, he learned watching Steph and the different ways he approaches it, how to move off ball. Look, you know why the Warriors are so hard to defend? Because there's constant motion all the time. Look, 
I say this all the time. The best score, the NBA has got the best basketball players in the world. Trying to stop Luka Doncic or Kevin Durant or any of these great isolation scores is fucking hard. Okay. It's very hard to do. But if you're as a team, as a defense, you know, that's all I have to worry about is one player isolating against us. Mm -hmm. We can figure some things out. You know what you can't figure out? Uh, Flare action is going on on one side. Back cusket. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too much movement. And your brain has to process that quickly. The great Hubie Brown said, you set screens for one reason, to make the defender think, right? Because when the screen comes to get set, you're going, okay, first, what am I doing? Am I switching or am I staying at home? Wait, who am I going? Jenna, I already asked three questions. I like that. In less, and there's more questions to ask. I already asked three questions in half a second. Meanwhile, while I'm thinking of the answer, players already buy me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it just, and that requires communication on your on your on the defensive end for your teammates yelling out what you're supposed to do and you being so locked into your game plan that you know where it's supposed to be. You know what happens when you're fatigued, Jenna? You make mistakes and you don't know where you're supposed to be. You, you, your brain just, it's not as, think about it, right? Like there's a reason they tell you not to, not to drive while you're drunk. Why? Because drinking impairs your motor skills, right? Your reaction time is slower, right? It's a similar thing when you're exhausted. Your brain just cannot process what it needs to. And in the NBA playoffs, you need to process fast, like a supercomputer. And man, when those warriors are clicking and, zo- and the ball's popping around and they're, you know, man, if, if your brain ain't computing, death. See ya. All right, let's move on and talk about the Mavericks and the Jazz because Luka is out. He could be returning, but it's it's looking dicey right now. But the thing is, with Luka out, the Mavs still won. Again, huge game behind Jalen Brunson, but um are they under is is Utah underperforming at this point still? Jenna, Utah looks like a team that knows they're about to be broken up whenever their season ends. Ooh. That's, how, that's Ooh. how they that's how they look into me. You know, I, I thought that when the Doncic injury was announced, that could be a potential galvanizing force for them to win the win this round and potentially move forward and advance and get to that conference finals and then change the yeah. whole tenor of things. But what it's saying to me is that ain't nothing going to change the tenor of that. It is it whenever this ends and sh- they keep messing around, it might end in round one. Uh, Cause it's one, one right now. And Luca may be back for game three. He hasn't, he hasn't been ruled out of game three. Yeah. Listen, if they lose in round one, I mean, as I said, it's already going to, going to get blown up. The question is, Who's going? Is it Donovan? Is it Rudy? Is it both? Who knows? We know Quinn's probably gone as well. Like, it's just it's just bad juju out there in Utah. And, you know, it's uh, it's a shame because that was a team that was the number one team in the regular season uh, for a couple of years and just weren't able to get over that hump. You know, just were not able to find the right connection between their two max guys in Donovan and Rudy. And... They didn't do a good enough job putting together a roster that would allow capable defenders on the perimeter. I mean, you guys are getting blown by and you're putting a lot of pressure on Rudy. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a superstar or a burgeoning superstar, but he's got to have more of a commitment on the defensive end. And yep. he is not. And so, you know, 
it, it, it would really be a shame if they end up losing to this Maverick. I mean, because as I said, it's getting broken up anyway, but losing to the Mavericks when Luca's not really even playing. Mm. Not a good look. And that is that. That is all she wrote for today. But yeah, the playoffs man. are moving. It's fleeting. The first round is going to be over before we know it. And guys, we are here with you the entire way until the Larry O'Brien arrives. So don't you guys go anywhere. Hang with us every Tuesday. And then, of course, Gerard, you know, all the rest of the good <laughs> spiel. As always, folks, you know where to find us. We are proud partners of the Props Network. So excited for our guys there. Make sure you check out our, our gambling show. We usually do it on the same day as our pod on Tuesdays. Today is Wednesday, so we did it today as well. We gave you some picks. Check that out. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. At 7 Footers Pod on Twitter. At 7 Footers Podcast on Instagram. At JS Hector, at Jenna Lemoncelli. And until next time, everybody, peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps. Trying to have a plan that we may come true. Plotted some jobs, but I ain't.